Welcome, Black Kings and Queens, to Black Mind Chronicles. I'm your host, Chase Jackson. This podcast is a journey into the questions, stories, and mindsets of Black men and women on the topic of mental health and mental illness. We all often talk about so many things, but the one thing that matters, our own well-being. So let's dive in and start that conversation. In today's show, we're going to discuss what it means to be Black and transgender, and today we're talking to someone who identifies as a trans woman. And for today's discussion, we're going to talk about what does it mean to be Black and transgender. We're going to look at the mindset pre, during, and post-transition. We want to know, is it a choice? We're going to talk about the pronouns, family and friends sentiment, church family, and then support groups that are available. My guest for today is Tay. Tay is 26 years old and identifies as a trans woman. She wants to be an advocate for the transgender community and become a trans activist to be more encouraging. So, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Tay. Everybody. All right, Tay, thank you for joining the show. All right, all right. I'm so excited to be here. Um, it's, I think, this is a stepping stone into um, the kind of uh, activism uh, or the kind of work I want to do. And so I think this is a great platform. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Happy to have you on. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. All right. So let's go into our topics today. First, we want, first, we want to know, what does it mean to be Black and transgender? Um, I think being, being Black, you know, history, history says it all. Um, being Black is hard enough um, in this time that we're in. Um, although we've come a long way, we still have ways to go, but being, Black and transgender, I feel like sets me so far back behind everybody, mm-hmm. because not only am uh, I perse- I'm persecuted for being black, I'm also persecuted for being um, a transgender woman, and you know, even in the black community, it's not as accepted. Um, so it's tough being black and transgender, and honestly. Sometimes it's it's tough to even say that I'm a part of the black community when half of the community won't support me anyway. Well, well, and very true. I see it out there as well. Um, you're you're very very right. So how do you yourself, I guess, deal with that? How do you cope with that? What are your what do you I guess your normal routine? Um, well, actually. Uh, th- Thankfully, I'm so grateful um, to have been born in a family that is not only supportive, but encouraging. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so I I have a huge support system uh, within my own family. You know, it's just my step outside of family. You know, Mm -hmm. now I'm like, who who can I talk to? You know? Right. Right. 
No, I, I could imagine. I could imagine. It's, it's not easy, one, having that conversation as well, especially for those who don't know. And oftentimes, as humans, we all fear what we right. don't know or at least try to ignore it, you know, until let somebody else understand, you know. So I can see that. Right. Um, okay, so let's talk about the mindset pre, during, and post transition. We'll get to the family sentiment after a while, but for now, take me through. I guess your mindset, your thoughts, your feelings, you know, before transitioning, during, and then, of course, after. Right. So, um, you know, everybody, we're all human. We're all different. So we all have our own journeys. Um, however, in the, in, I can't speak for the whole transgender community as a whole, but I'm, I'm sure 75% or more have, have had the same, um, a similar journey, you know? Uh, so my, my pre-transition um, started, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't even know what, where it was to start a pre-transition because it hadn't even come to my thoughts, you know, until I got older. But as far, I would say, under when I before I turned 21, uh, mm -hmm. the years growing up, you know, it was it was hard. Um, I can't say that my childhood was extremely hard because you know we weren't introduced to that um, at a young age, so I, I didn't really know anything about it. But as I got into my middle school, um, high school days, you know, I started to notice the the differences and it, it made me feel weird like awkward i'm like mm, i don't know what to call it you know i i wanted to be not at the moment it, it, at the moment i didn't want to be a woman i wanted to i just wanted to be around women you know mm -hmm. um i felt just more empowered more stronger uh with people that i related to more um, but it was it was definitely tough um, mentally because I was expected to do what boys quote unquote were supposed to do, um, nope. and none of those things I wanted to do. But I couldn't figure out how to express that. I couldn't okay. go. You know, I was afraid to go to my parents and say, "Hey, I don't want to do this." You know, I, I don't want to to play. I don't want to play football. Um, you know, I don't want to lift weights and and run around a, a field all day. You know, mm -hmm. and so it was definitely tough mentally because I feel like I was forced to do things um, because of what society said boys were supposed to do. Right, those I guess they're called gender norms. Is that right? Right, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, I was supposed to have a a football, a basketball. I was supposed to, you know, um, uh, like be aggressive. Be, you know, mm -hmm. not, I, I was not that kind of person. Right, machoness, take charge. Yeah, but I understand. Yes. In order, in order to to suppress what. Mm -hmm what's happening inside me, I did it anyway. You know, I went with what everybody else was doing. 
And so I constantly spiraled into depression um, where I wouldn't come out of my room. I would turn, you know, I would sit in pitch black on the corner of my bed. You know, I had um, moments where I just, just sat in the corner and cried all day. Um, I carried a suicide note uh, around for a few years just because, you know, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't think things were going to get better. And so I carried it around in my wallet, you know, at any moment. And that's what it felt like. Oh, well, I know that's, that's a heavy burden to carry and you're literally carrying it with you everywhere. That's, that's, that's heavy. Um, yeah, so what about your mindset <laughs> after? Or Go ahead, go ahead. What you got? Uh, uh, no, no, no. During, during my transition, you know, I got to a point where I was like, something has to change. Something, there's something bad. Something has to be different. And I took the leap. And I was like, you know what? Secretly, I, I got away from my family because that's that's where my main issues lie was with my family. You know, I was right. like, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to tell them. You know, mm-hmm. so I I moved away, um, and then I went on, you know, my first dress for the first time, and it was almost euphoric, I would say, you know, it felt so right. It felt like this, this is what I've been waiting for. You know, this is what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to do it. And um, I mean, it was like, like a switch clipped, mm-hmm. you know, I, I Yes, you, you I found like, you then, sounds like. On, on top of the world, it felt like I was on top of the world. It really did. And I know that's so um, uh, cliche to say, but that that's really what it felt like. Oh, well. Okay. And look, and it sounds like, sounds like you found peace with yourself in that moment. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Okay. So that was during, now, after a year, has it been, how long has it been since you transitioned? Um, I first transitioned um, in... My transition journey started in 2018 of December. Okay. So it's it's been it's been almost four years. Um, now um, I'm just so so much more free, um, so much more available. I, I would say to other people. You know, I'm a, I feel like I'm approachable now because my whole my whole mindset has changed. My whole energy has changed. Um, everything about me is is unapologetic now and I feel like I don't have to hide anything (laughs) you know everything like I feel like I've conquered my biggest battle at this point um Mm -hmm. and so any anything else um that that may come my way I don't feel can compare to my own freedom Mm-hmm. Um, like for those that know the those have that have known me my whole life, you know mm-hmm. it's they see it. 
you know, I mean, the people I meet after, um, you know, I think my whole my whole vibe towards life has changed, and it makes it gives me a better outlook on life because now I'm not focused on myself. So, I love it. <laughs> Very nice. And as I was trying to say before, so it sounds, I mean, it's, it's like the adage says some of our biggest obstacles is ourselves. So once we move, remove ourselves out the way, ourself out the way, then we can make a whole lot more progress. Um, yeah, sometimes we're our biggest enemy. So, yeah, definitely. I, I, I can definitely attest to that. Hmm. All right. So let's jump to the next one, Tay. All right. So, the, the big question everyone wants to know, is it a choice? Is being transgender a choice? And I know you hear it, or maybe you've been asked more than, more than a few times. So your, your thoughts when people ask that, and go ahead and give us your answer. Um, again, you know, if that's, if that's a, um, a, a, person, a personal question. Um, and it's going to differ from every, every person that you come in contact with. Now, for me... I, I, for me, I would say it was a choice. You know, um, I couldn't help the things that I did, but okay. I definitely chose the lifestyle I wanted to live. Because I, I could have easily kept it hidden and, um, you know, things would have been a lot different, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that making this decision was for me and it was it was definitely a choice that I wanted to make so for for me it, you know people could say that we were born into the wrong bodies um and I, I can understand that it, it's their opinion I, I definitely respect it um but I think for me I I just was like because it came so late in life I think mm -hmm. that I, I I wasn't thinking about it at a, at a young age I wasn't mm -hmm. thinking like, this is who I was. I, I'm different. I'm wrong. You know, I, I think I I decided to do this. Okay. No, that that's a um, I think that's a fair question people ask, but that's also a great great answer. Um, of course, um, you said for you, it's it was a choice for you. For somebody else, they may believe that it was never a choice that they were always um, going to transition the way they did. So just want to ask the question, see what your thoughts were. Um, because once again, I'm just asking questions, so you let me know, right? So, next question, next question. We're going to go down to um, pronouns. Let's, let's talk about the pronouns, okay? I think this is almost everybody's uh, second favorite topic. <laughs> well, actually, you know, I think this is a huge part of. of our community um, because people are afraid to ask. You know, I, I think if, and, and it, I think if people were to just ask, you know, I, I think it would be so much easier. So how, how and, do they ask? Or what what questions know, should they ask? I would say ask a name. And I mean, right off the bat, you could tell by a name. Like, if somebody's giving you 
a woman's name, Mm-hmm. Their pronouns are most likely she, her, hers. But if, if that if the name doesn't clarify that for you, uh, mm-hmm. um, ask how you how they would like to be addressed. I mean, I don't think there's nothing wrong with being asked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it definitely gets confusing because there are so many, and um, not everybody thinks the same. Right, right. There's just a few out there. So take us through the take us through the pronouns, um, if you can. So of course there's she, her, hers, he, him, his. What are the others? Uh, there's there's they and them. Um, uh, there's also non-binary terms where people don't okay. identify as either. You are so don't do you, to be referred to as either. So how do how are they addressed then? Um, ask, um, uh, I think that's the only way that we're ever going to truly know because I can't give you that answer for somebody else. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, (laughs) my pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, it's, it's also difficult because some people don't care, you know, they'll answer to anything. And I think that's where we need to kind of, I don't want to say fix things because I don't feel like it's mm-hmm. broken, but uh, because that's their opinion, but I think if we we let people know our identity, then we won't, um, you know, we'll have less problems. Okay. Good to know. Um, like I said, for, especially for the rest of us out there, some of us, we just don't know <laughs> like, where to even start. Um, it, it all boils down to respect. You know, um, a lot of people won't tell you that. A lot of people won't tell you that. Um, because I think if if you respect a person enough, um, there's, it, it, it goes against religion, um, you know, the, the big topics out there. It goes against beliefs. It goes against you know, morals or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think it's really a respect thing. Um, we are often what we like to call misgendered um, mm-hmm. when we identify as a woman and our pronouns are known as she, her, hers. And, mm-hmm. and someone calls us he anyway, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that's really, really disrespectful. And I feel I feel like if, if you can't respect me enough to adhere to my pronouns, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to feel like I'm forcing it on anybody, but if you don't respect that enough, and if, it, if it's too far against your beliefs, then we don't need to speak, you know? Um, because I'm not going to disrespect you and, and force my pronouns on you. I'm not going to make you call me that because if you don't want to then you just don't want to and then obviously we're not meant to be um meant to be friends we're not meant to be talking you know and so i think it's that simple as respect no that's that's fair and as we talked about before you know um we can disagree but still maintain that level of respect you know 
Because especially right, right. Uh, with me growing up in the church, and I still have my beliefs too, I do. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm just going to sit there and not talk to you and hate you for everything, you know, that comes around the corner. No, that's that's not what it's about. It is, like you said, it's about respect. We can still respect one another and disagree or agree to disagree. There you go. So Right. So family sentiment. So you said you had some conversations with family. I guess take us through your family's mindset when you first told them um, about your transition. Um, You said you you left for a while. So did you come back transitioned or did you talk to someone in your family while you were transitioning? So I moved away. Um, My my transition was, was quick. You know, it was quick, but it was there were a lot of points, you know, a lot of things I changed one at a time, you know, I didn't fully just like, oh, I'm here, you know. Um, uh, so I love my mom. <laughs> She's probably like the person that I know I can always count on and talk to and for support and encouragement. But this being raised in um, in my house, it was not 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 even an idea you know and so i left uh moved away uh from my family um but i have a huge family um so i moved when i moved away uh before i found my own place i was staying with my cousins and you know i i tested I mean, I knew, I knew they would be supportive, but I I tested the waters, you know, slowly. And, you know, one day I just, to to my cousins, you know, I I sat down and had a talk with them and I explained to them what was happening or what I felt like needed to happen. And, you know, they were a hundred percent behind me. Um, uh, So my mom, you know, me at this point, you know, away from my family, they're in another state. So I'm mm-hmm. just living my life. And then, you know, I was at the club uh, one day. And then the next day, my mom calls and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, somebody uh, called your dad and, and told him that you were in the, the club with a dress on. And at that point, I was just like frozen because I was like, oh my God, I don't know what happened. Like, yeah. I, I was not expecting this at all. And so my mom was really, really upset. Um, and that there was a, there was a moment where I was like, I, I don't know what to do anymore, you know? Um, but I thought we were gonna stop talking. Like I, I didn't think that, you know, I thought everything was gonna change between us. And so for we had she said what she said, and you know, I, I didn't want to say anything back. I wasn't ready to have that conversation. Um and so we hadn't talked for like a week and a half, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's really, really mad, you know. I don't think she's ever going to get over it. I don't think she's ever going to accept it. But then, like, after that time had passed, she sent me a message. And she was like, I still love you. 
you know, I'm gonna love you no matter what. She's like, I, I, I just want you to be safe. You know, I heard a lot of, you know, you hear a lot of the, the trans women being uh, killed and, and being- uh, Mutilated, and killed, yeah. She was really mm -hmm. concerned for my safety, you know? Right. And that was her biggest thing. And she, you know, it was even a point where she's, she felt like she failed me as a parent. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling her like, there's, there's nothing different that you could have done. You know, I feel like this was, was always going to happen. Um, uh, you raised me the way that you felt like you needed to. And it was, I, I lived a, a, a great childhood outside of my own head, you know, outside of my mind. I had mm -hmm. things that children wanted. You know, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't a bad life. It just, it was me, you know, I had to change. And so it, it, it's not that you failed because it, it was, it's about me. But look, and at the end of the day, you're still your mother's child. That, that's that's all that means. Um, that, that love is still there. So what about your father then? Because I have to ask, what about your dad? Um, my biological father, my dad, uh, he, you know, we, we, I saw him every so often, you know, during holidays and vacations. Um, my stepdad, however, um, we didn't have the best relationship. You know, we didn't have the best relationship. And he was a part of the reason why, you know, I did, you know, I performed the, the gender norm activities um, because that's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at, at, at some point, you know, I was, I was upset about that. So, so I'm not even gonna lie. I was, I was upset about that. I was really mad at him, um, you know, which is why we didn't have the best relationship growing up. Uh, we were so far distant from each other. Um, mm -hmm. And so honestly, I wasn't worried about it. And, and I'm, just being, I'm just being honest, if I'm being truthful, I, I was not worried about it because I felt like that was why I wasn't doing what I was doing okay. or what I wanted to do, I guess. So let's go down to church family. So of course, um, we talked about you growing up in the church as I did. Um, black churches, we, we all know how black churches feel about being anything other than a straight up Christian, right. straight male, straight female. So take me through your church family, um, dialogue, sentiments. Are you still with your um, church? I don't have a church home at the moment. Um, I go to church, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to blame it on my job because I do blame it on my job a lot. But I mean, even though I do work on Sundays, you know, I could easily, you know, request Sundays off. Um, but I, I go to church with my friends, uh, with my cousins. You know, I think it's just uh, <clears throat> a lot of. The, the the things that uh, are said with with Christians in general, you know, they're they're probably the most judgmental, hateful group out there. And I'm I'm just gonna say it how it is because that is exactly where 
most of the, the gender, um, not hate, because I think hate is too strong of a word, but I think okay. that's where the where, where our problem lies, because people are so um, religious and so um, aware of their beliefs that we don't fit in with them. So, um, so I will say aware, but as, they're, they're, we're stuck in stuck in our beliefs. Right. Right. Okay. I, I, yeah. You know, I can. I'm trying. To, I can find the like the right words, but I, I wanted yeah, to still yeah. point out. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Go ahead. Um. But yeah, my you know, growing up in a Christian household and being raised in the church, going to church every Sunday. You know, even mm-hmm. if our friends or my cousins spent the night at our house on a Saturday night. No matter who it was, they had to go to church. They, they got to go to church. Yep. Right. They, gotta right. Go. they, they so, know. <laughs> you know. Singing in the choir, um, going to Bible study every Thursday, um, going to uh, revivals, going to um, vacation Bible school, all of that. We did all of that. Um, you know, that, that was really uh, a barrier to breakthrough because my religion was so far rooted inside me from a young age that, um, you know, we want to ignore or like, not ignore, but like push back some parts of the Bible where we're like, okay. You know, and I I tell people this a lot. My relationship with God is not affected by how I live or Mm -hmm. I guess, (laughs) <laughs> that's a bad way to state that, but about my transition, I don't, it, mm-hmm. for, to me, it doesn't affect my relationship with God. My relationship with God does not, um, you know, does not uh, center around going to church. And I, I can I can honestly and truly say that I believe that. Um, my relationship with God is what uh, is is what it means to me. Nobody can tell me what my relationship to God is supposed to be like. I still do pray. You know, I still um, talk to God because I believe that God loves all his children. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just honestly, I, th- that, and that's why I, that's why a big part of the reason I don't feel like um, I have to go to church every Sunday. Because my relationship doesn't, uh, my relationship with God doesn't doesn't deteriorate because I'm not going to church. Understood, yeah, understood. So our last point, let's talk about transgender support groups. So are there any transgender support groups out there that you will want others to know about? Uh, yes, um, there are. Um, a lot of Facebook groups. Let's just start with social media because there's a lot of Facebook groups out there that are um, specific to trans women. There's Mm -hmm. groups that are inclusive with transgender uh, people, men and women. Um, There's uh, LGBT uh, that are inclusive to the whole community. There's groups of that sort. So I think... um, you know, I can't give you 
names because I, I honestly don't know for sure. I just found them. You know, I just searched on Facebook like trans women support groups, and <clears throat> um, they're definitely out there. Um, I've been in one for about for a few months, and you know, they're. I think they're helpful because they they show people who who have the same some of the same experiences, and there are trans women who have been transitioning for so long, and you get advice from them, you get help from them, you know, um, they they share doctors uh, who specify in transgender um, or in transitioning uh, transgender affirmation, they share. Um, you know, law firms and and state laws and in specific places that you know uh, that can help with name changes, uh, gender surgery, um, you know, and things like that. And they they have uh, links to therapists out there if they, if, if you don't have a support system. And I think just having some sort of support is necessary, especially living a lifestyle like this, because there's so much hate and there's so much liberty towards uh, trans the transgender community. Um, we need support groups like that. So, and actually you brought up another good point. As far as therapy is concerned, have you gone to therapy or is talking to others your own form of therapy? Um. I wanted to see a therapist. Um, you know, I I think I I have enough support at the moment. You know, okay. um, just I think a therapist is just an outside support system. You know, which is just another person giving. Uh, giving support or talking you through things, helping you figure out things. I think my support system is big enough to where I don't feel like I necessarily need somebody who's licensed, you know, to tell me or to help me figure things out. Great. So, Tay, that is all I had for you today. Do you have any plugs yourself where, where people can find you? Um, not yet. <laughs> you know, I'm working on that. You know, I, I'm still trying to step out into that um, zone. I want to make specific pages towards advocacy. Okay. Um, you know, I have my personal pages, but I, I don't want my personal life to be uh, interfered with what my goal is. Mm-hmm. All right. Nope. That's fair. That's fair. So. When the time comes and you have your links ready for your ad- advocacy page, send them to me. And I'd be more than happy to promote okay. them for you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Black Mind Chronicles. I hope you heard something today that helps put your mind at ease while talking to a licensed professional or to know above all else that you are not alone. This show was edited and produced by myself, Chase Jackson. Subscribe and download the show podcast spotify stitcher wherever you get your podcasts follow the show on youtube facebook and instagram at black mind chronicles and on twitter at chronicles black email the show at blackmindch at gmail.com until next time
Until next time, this has been Black Mind.